ARE Study Guide Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the ARE Study Guide Podcast. Today we are going to talk about historical sites and historical preservation. Generally speaking, there are four approaches to the treatment of historical properties. They are preservation, rehabilitation, restoration, and reconstruction. If a building is considered historic, either at the national, state, or local level, there will be special provisions applying to the construction and remodeling of these properties. The National Park Service is the authority for any building that's registered as a National Historic Landmark. At the local and state levels, there will be a State Historic Preservation Officer that will have information on the regulations that will apply to that building. The building code says that alterations do not need to happen to historical buildings if there is not a life safety hazard. This means that historical buildings don't need to be altered to meet code unless there's a real threat. The ADA also has provisions that say that historical properties do not need to meet the requirements of ADA if doing so would threaten or destroy historically significant building building elements. So ADA, you don't need to do ADA requirements if adding an accessible element would threaten or destroy historically significant parts of that building. All right, so because the National Park Service is basically the authority on historical buildings, we're gonna focus on their rules for historical properties. So back to the four types of, um, like the general approaches, when you have a historical building, you could preserve it, rehabilitate it, restore it, or reconstruct it. So per the National Park Service, the definitions for those are preservation is focused on the maintenance and repair of existing historical materials and the retention of a property as it has evolved over time. Preservation is going to be the most historically accurate. You choose preservation when the building and its materials are pretty much intact and you don't need to do much repair work to restore its historical significance. And this is also when the project scope doesn't include extensive modifications or additions to the property. That's when you do preservation. And I think an important part of that is that preservation uh, shows the build, how the property has evolved over time. And that's gonna contrast with restoration. Restoration is when you make a building just show what it was like at a particular time in history. So you remove everything that's not related to the time in, pe- the time in history that you're trying to show. So that's restoration. And restoration is done typically when a building has several historical time periods overlapping. There are, there's lots of different elements from different periods. And when you want to restore it to a single more pre- predominant time in history. And again, this is also going to be done when the 
scope won't, doesn't include adding any contemporary additions or alterations. For restoration, you're going to need sufficient documentation to prove that the historical style that you're depicting is accurate. Then there's rehabilitation. And rehabilitation is when you acknowledge that there's a need to add or alter a historical property to meet the new use, but you still retain the property's historical character. Rehabilitation is typical of adaptive reuse projects, such as when you convert an old warehouse into apartments or offices. Rehabilitation is when the building and its materials are deteriorated and they need to be fixed, or when the project's scope includes additions or alterations, or when the historical time period depicted by the building currently is inappropriate. Appropriate meaning for the new use of the building. And then finally there's reconstruction. And reconstruction is when you are recreating parts of the building that are no longer existing. Reconstruction is when you don't have actual evidence of what the building used to look like, but there are historical sources that you can reference to kind of guess and figure it out. That's reconstruction. And again, all of that is taken from the National Park Service. And the National Park Service says, the choice for the treatment depends on a variety of factors, including how historically significant the property is, the physical condition of the property, the proposed use, and the intended interpretation. Preservation, again, is the most historically accurate. Reconstruction is the least. Buildings that are on the National Register need to typically use preservation or restoration. Buildings that are significant but not on the National Register typically use rehabilitation. Rehabilitation projects are usually located in a historical district, but they're not overly significant within themselves. So generally speaking, um, when you do a historic project, before you do anything, you need to have a preservation plan. You need to do a survey assessing the current condition of elements, and this is when you would find structural damage, um, and then look at historical elements to see if they've been removed or altered. Before you alter or remove anything, you need to properly document the existing conditions. Replacement of any features will need to be substantiated by evidence. You cannot create a false sense of history by combining features that never actually existed together historically. Historical properties don't just include the buildings themselves, but you also have to consider the site elements. And this could be the plans, the landforms, the circulation paths, water features, and decorative features. Generally speaking, with historical buildings, paint should not be removed unless it's damaged. And if paint is going to be removed, it needs to be removed as gently as possible and only to the minimum level necessary. When your historical building has masonry, you need to clean it as gently as possible and only as necessary. In general, with any historical project, the whole concept is to be as gentle and authentic as possible. And anything that's going to be removed you has to be documented for further research later.
a certified rehabilitation. When a project is registered as a National Historic Landmark, federal tax credits are available. To qualify for the tax credits, the project has to be a certified rehabilitation and meet the standards set forth in the Secretary of the Interior standards for rehabilitation. All of these standards must be met unless it can be proved that it is not economically or technically feasible to meet them. According to the Secretary of the Interior, rehabilitation is the process of returning a property to a state of utility through repair or alteration, which makes possible an efficient contemporary use while preserving those portions and features of the property which are significant to its historic, architectural, and cultural values. There are 10 like basic tenets of the Secretary of the Interior standards for rehabilitation. They are one, a property shall be used for its historic purpose or placed in a new use that requires minimal change. Two, the historic character of a property shall be retained and preserved. Three, each property shall be recognized as a physical record of its time, place, and use. Changes that create a false sense of historical development shall not be undertaken. Four, most properties change over time. Those changes that have acquired historical significance in their own right shall be retained and preserved. Five, distinctive features, finishes, and construction techniques or examples of craftsmanship that characterize a property shall be preserved. Six, deteriorated historical features shall be repaired rather than replaced. When a feature is severely deteriorated, the new feature shall match the old in design, color, texture, and other visual qualities. Replacement of missing features shall be substantiated by documentary, physical, or pictorial evidence. Seven, chemical or physical treatments, such as sandblasting, that cause damage to historical materials shall not be used. The surface cleaning of structures, if appropriate, shall be undertaken using the gentlest means possible. Eight, Significant archaeological resources affected by a project shall be protected and preserved. If resources will be disturbed, mitigation measures shall be undertaken. 9. New additions, exterior alterations, or related new construction shall not destroy historic materials that characterize the property. The new work shall be differentiated from the old and shall be compatible with the massing, size, scale, and other architectural features to protect the historical integrity of the property and its environment. 10. New additions shall be undertaken in such a way that if they are removed in the future, the essential form and integrity of the historical property and its environment would be unimpaired. For buildings not receiving federal tax credits, the guidelines found on the National Park Service website for preservation, restoration, and reconstruction can be followed. The guidelines are all really similar, but they might be slightly less restrictive. So that's probably way more than you need to know for the test, but it's all good to know about historical properties. Not too bad, eh? All right, let's move on.